Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnards on the NBA. I am your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host and uh, fine player on the 6-1 uh, and one Canton Bulldogs uh, fourth grade team, Emilio. Hi. <laughs> He's uh, being a little, uh, little bashful. He's uh, had a fine uh, weekend of uh, playing ball, and now we're going to talk some ball as we uh, take a look at what's been going on in the NBA over the course of the past week. Mills, let's, uh, let, let's jump in here. What, uh, what, what jumped out to you? What was the biggest story of the, uh, the past week from your perspective? Probably Derrick Rose back to the Knicks. Yeah, Derrick Rose uh, getting moved to the, uh, to the Knicks from the, uh, the Pistons, my, my beloved squad, of course. Been a lot of speculation about a Derrick Rose trade for uh, quite a while now. The Pistons obviously... Uh, you know, not a very good team, don't really need uh, high-quality uh, players, guys who can be a part of good teams' rotations at this point. And a guy like Derek Rose, his uh, contract was coming to an end at the end of the season, so the Pistons uh, needed to get him out of, out of town, get some value for him, and uh, they did so. Uh, tell us a little bit about this trade. Yep, um, trade by Detroit Pistons to the New York Knicks for Dennis Smith Jr. and a 2021 second-round pick, 2021 second-round pick is – um, Hornets own and Detroit also receives trade exemptions. Yeah, it's worth uh, worth pointing out that the uh, 2021 second that the uh, Pistons are getting back in this deal is not the Knicks uh, second rounder. It's not the Pistons second rounder, which actually the Knicks currently own, but it's the uh, the Hornets second rounder. So uh, that'll probably be a decent second round pick, uh, maybe middle of the road to, uh, based on where the Hornets are right now in the standings. Maybe it could be number one. Yeah, but the Hornets aren't likely to have the worst record in uh, in the conference or in, in the league, rather. That's who gets the number one pitch. Yeah, so the way the uh, the second round uh, draft order works is just in reverse order of finish. So it, it's not tied to the lottery results in the same way that the first round order is. Oh. So uh, yeah, I mean, you know, based on how the Hornets have performed this year, you would imagine that'll be somewhere in the mid second round. Yeah, but um, the Hornets, I think, can make the playoffs. I think they have a chance at it too. I mean, they're like the sixth seed right now. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, things still very tightly bunched in the uh, in, in the standings at this point. Uh, what do you think of this return for uh, for Derrick Rose for the uh, Pistons' perspective? N- not very. N- not really able to get too many words out about that. <laughs> yeah, Mills just doing the old. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah, um, he. Yeah, he, I don't think he's been playing that well. I mean, <clears throat> especially compared to his, his beginning of his career. But um, he hasn't been playing. Yeah, yeah. Derrick Rose obviously, uh, you know, had a, a career that has had some uh, really, really high points, especially in his early days. And I, that's why he's probably maybe going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's he's got a chance. I mean, I, I think uh, you know his career uh, kind of dropping to role player status after uh, the first four years or so uh, might prevent him from being a, a Hall of Famer. But, but he didn't win MVP. He won MVP, and he was really young when he won MVP, and uh, a six-two, two hundred-pound guy winning MVP uh, as early in his career as he did was, uh, you know, really electrifying. I mean, I, I loved watching Derrick Rose in the early part of his career and uh, his, his work on those Bulls teams in the uh, late uh, 2000s and early 2010s was really incredible stuff. Yeah. I mean, his average 18.9 points a game for his career. So, I mean, you know, he's probably a pretty good player. He's definitely a pretty good player. And, I mean, you don't have to look too far back to see him uh, putting up big numbers as recently as last year. With the Pistons, I mean, forty-nine percent from yeah. the floor, averaged you know over eighteen points per game, you know, twenty-six minutes per game. So not not a guy who can uh, play huge minutes for you, but certainly someone who, as recently as a year ago, 
uh, was putting up you know high quality minutes. Uh, you know, was a contender for six man of the year, that sort of thing. So definitely, I think could be a useful contributor on a um, on a team that's making a playoff push, and that's you know what the Knicks presumably think of themselves as. Yeah, they've dropped down a couple little. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I, I think, think they're the eight seed right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, as, as we were saying, a lot of games still to be played, but I, I think uh, there was some concern that uh, they might be bringing Derek Rose back. Of course, he's the guy who's played for uh, Tom Thibodeau extensively, the uh, Knicks coach, in uh, both in Chicago, where they had a lot of success together, and also in Minnesota, where Derek Rose was able to you know reinvigorate his uh, his career in his uh, late twenties. Uh, there have been a lot of concern that uh, that they might, this might lead to them phasing out uh, Emmanuel quickly or reducing his role, that Derrick Rose might be taking some of his minutes. But in fact, it's been Austin Rivers in the uh, early uh, first couple of games here that Derrick Rose has participated in that has seen his minutes decline. And yeah. uh, Rose and quickly have been playing together. So I think, uh, you know, if he's only going to take uh, Austin Rivers' minutes, Austin Rivers is an amazing, so I mean, you're not too worried about that. Yeah, it could could work out pretty well for the for the Knicks as they try to stay relevant here in the uh, the, the remainder of the season. Yeah, and you want to get Emmanuel quickly run because I mean, you know, he's Emmanuel quickly and he's a rookie, so you want to make sure he gets some reps. Absolutely, and I think the Dennis Smith Jr. part of this is as exciting a prospect as he was even just a couple of years ago. Uh, going really high in the uh, in, in the first round and a guy who has a ton of athletic potential really hasn't gotten it going at all in his career to this point. Yeah. And uh, hard to imagine him being a part of the Pistons uh, going forward without some major breakthrough that seems unlikely at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not expecting him to do anything. He's been in the league for a while now, played with three teams. Yeah, uh, the Mavericks, the Knicks, and now uh, moving on to the Pistons. I think he'll get an opportunity to play a little bit with the Pistons. I mean, they're, they're he's played, looking for point guard help. Yeah, he's played in a couple of games, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if, if that role is able to expand. He's going to have to earn it, though, I think. Yeah. And this uh, the primary return in this deal, just that that second rounder for the uh, for the Pistons. As a Piston fan, I'm not I'm not mad. I mean, this is uh, you know the kind of return you would have yeah. expected for Derrick Rose. I'm, I'm glad they they banked it. I would wish to Kevin Knox because, I mean, you know, Kevin Knox can bomb threes from all over the place and hit like Stephen Curry. So, I mean, you would like Kevin Knox. Yeah, I mean, there was some talk that the Pistons were interested in Kevin Knox, and I think he would have been a more interesting return potentially than uh, than what they got. But, you know, there's no salary associated with, uh, with you know, what the Pistons are bringing back beyond uh, this year. I mean, obviously, Dennis Smith, you know, they're paying him for right now, but he'll be off the books and, uh, you know, kind of get a clean start with that second-round pick. Yeah. All right, so that was uh, you know the big uh, the big trade from this week. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, the latest in uh, in the All Star voting that's uh, th- that's come out just recently. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, so I mean, have you been uh, paying attention to uh, to All Star voting so far? To be honest, not that much, but I did see it watching a game yesterday. I think um, at the bottom, and um, yeah, so. Um, Got um, LeBron, Kevin Durant. Well, let's talk about the different uh, uh, sections of, of the voting. I mean, people are voting on uh, Eastern Conference and Western Conference frontcourt players and, and guards. We're going to talk about some of the guys who are uh, yeah. near the top and some surprises, anything like that. Yeah, some surprises in the guards in the Eastern Conference. Start off there, maybe then go guards west and then east frontcourt. Great. Yeah, just lay it out there so the listeners know what to expect. So, there. yeah, like um, – Bradley Beal at the top, no surprise. Kyrie Irving, a little surprising there, to be honest, at number two. And not that far behind Bradley Beal. And then James Harden, Jalen Brown, a little surprising there. Um, Zach Levine, a little surprising also. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, a part of uh, what, you, what you're what you looking at with these um, 
uh, voting returns is, you know, the popularity of, of the player, both based on the, the city in which they play and the team they play for. How, how popular is that team? Yeah. How big a metropolitan area? The Bulls are pretty popular. Exactly. A lot of people like the Bulls. And even though they've been, you know, kind of an unsuccessful franchise, I would yeah. say, for the most part in recent years, Zach Levine also, like, pretty exciting player. I mean, yeah. And also, um, we're just talking about um, um, Trey Young, Colin Sexton. Then they got Russ at nine. But at eight, Derek Rose. Yeah, again, I mean, I think this is about just the, that popularity factor. I mean, people still remember Derek Rose from his early days, his MVP season. I mean, I would definitely not vote for Derek Rose. Yeah, who would you vote for among among these uh, these guards? You don't have to get deeper into the ballot than that. Probably like, and Fred VanVleet's at number ten, by the way. Um, probably like James Harden and Bradley Beal, or James Harden. Trey Young or something. I mean, Bradley Beal and Trey Young, Bradley Beal, James Harden. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, Jalen Brown obviously having a terrific season yeah. as well, I mean, would be, a, you know, a fine choice. And, you know, some of these guys are going to make it anyway. I mean, even if they don't get in by the fan vote, of course. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, Bradley Beal and Kyrie, I mean, it's hard, hard to argue too much. I mean, you yeah. know, Bradley Beal, leading scorer in the league, Kyrie Irving, I mean, this play speaks for itself. Super entertaining, exactly what you want to see at, at All-Star. But uh, Trey Young, I think he deserves a little more shine. I mean, he... Uh, one of the most entertaining players in the league, I would say. For sure. And um, we'll shoot. Yeah. Um, in the guards for the West, you want to move on? Yeah, let's do that. Um, got Steph at the top. No surprise. Luca, Dame, Donovan Mitchell. And then at number five is John Morant. I mean, I guess I really haven't been paying that much attention to the Grizzlies. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's fair. I, I have to say the, the same for, uh, for me. I mean, I feel like they haven't uh, played – uh, brand of basketball that has uh, really drawn our eye and maybe not enough uh, John Conchar in the mix. Yeah, probably that. And um, then Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Clay Thompson. Yeah, Clay Thompson showing up in the uh, in the returns here after the second round of balloting. Uh, people love Clay Thompson. I love Clay Thompson. I'll but say how, that. he just not even play. Well, he hasn't played uh, unfortunately uh, the last two seasons. This is that's ridiculous. And then. Nine CJ McCollum, but then ten Alex Caruso. There are a lot of Laker fans and a lot of people who are uh, into Alex Caruso. He's a good player. What? This is ridiculous. Well, you can't can't complain about uh, uh, Steph, Luca, and Dame at the top. I mean, no. those guys obviously it, all, will be all stars, right? I mean, there's a huge, huge gap in votes between uh, those top three. I mean, Damian Lillard uh, checking in at almost 2.1 million votes. Donovan Mitchell under half a million. So an, an enormous gap there. But, uh, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, obviously the Jazz having a phenomenal season, he's going to be an all-star too. Yes. And then um, the front court um, in the Western Conference. Let's do the East. We, we just bounce back and forth. Oh, front court in the <laughs> East, right. Um, coloring was confusing there for a second. But um, I thought we had done both East and then. That's all right. Um. KD, Giannis, Joel B, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Jamana Sabonis, Julius Randle, Gordon Hayward, and Jeremy Grant. I mean, no real surprises there. Yeah, I mean, KD and Giannis at the top, Joel Embiid. I mean, those three guys, uh, obviously very deserving all-stars. You, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler. Bam, I would assume, will uh, will make the squad as well. And, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether uh, our guy, uh, Jeremy Grant, manages to uh, make the team. Obviously, he's not going to make it on the fan vote, but it's uh, it's cool to see him up there in, in 10th place. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty hard to get into uh, onto these lists. 
Yeah, um, moving on to the Western Conference front court, we got LeBron James, no surprise at the top, ton of LeBron fans. Then Nikola Jokic, also no surprise. LeBron, actually the leading vote getter, it's worth uh, yes. worth mentioning. Over. I'm doing it in the order. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm just saying uh, for all the positions, he, he has the most votes. Oh. By, followed by KD and stuff. Okay. Then um, Nikola Jokic, Kawhi, AD, Paul George, no surprises there. Then Zion, a little surprising, but he's been playing really well. He has been. He's had some really fantastic games. Then at seven, Andrew Wiggins. Okay. This is well, there's a, there's a lot of Warrior fans out there. I mean, as you can tell from the, the clay votes, I mean, but yeah, Andrew Wiggins uh, probably not uh, not really deserving. I mean, if you look a little bit further down, you can see in 10th, uh, Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, and um, ninth Brandon Ingram, 8th, Christian Wood. Those are pretty reasonable, ninth and 8th. Definitely. Those, those guys are high-quality players, uh, certainly. In the Carmelo, Carmelo does not deserve that. I agree. A big Carmelo fan from uh, back in the day, but... Yeah, not not a deserving all star. I just gave um, my sister um, a Carmelo jersey, but um, yeah. She was just wearing a uh, Nuggets. Yeah, I uh, said she jersey. could have it. Oh wow! She wanted it. So. Very uh, very gracious of you. Uh, yeah. All right. So that, that's a, that's a quick look at where we yeah. are in, in terms of the all star voting right now. Just want to quickly just put out there the big surprises: um, Derek Rose, Alex Caruso, Clay Thompson, Carmelo Anthony. And Andrew Wiggins, I think, were the biggest surprises. Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I mean, I, I think maybe if you were to look back, uh, you know, like a, a year ago, I mean, in terms of like the most surprising names that would be on there uh, relative to expectations, I mean, Jeremy Grant, uh, Julius Randle, Kyle Sexton, I mean, th those guys have really, uh, you know, kind of increased their standing substantially in the Fred last Van year. Fred maybe? Yeah, maybe even Fred Van Bleet. I mean, he's, you know, become more of a scorer this year. I mean, Alex Caruso, I guess you wouldn't have expected to see on there either. But, uh, yeah, those guys are really up their stock. Christian Wood, too. I mean, he was, yeah. I think he was a backup for the Pistons uh, a year ago. Yeah, and um, probably Jaw, too. Well, I mean, I think people could have seen the trajectory there where Jaw could have blossomed yeah. into an all-star caliber player pretty soon. I think, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's gotten there where he's in the mix uh, already, and we'll have to yeah. see uh, you know how, how much further up that guard list he can climb. I mean, there are some tough uh, – yeah. Tough guys there to uh, to pass for sure, and uh, you know Dame and Steph getting a little bit older, but you know Luca and Donovan Mitchell obviously really young guys uh, in that Western. Dame should still play backs. another ten years. Let's hope. Let's hope. All right, so let's uh, let's take a, a real quick break here, and we'll, uh, we'll we'll come back in just a moment and talk about some of the uh, phenomenal performances that we saw in the league this past week. All right, we're back. Let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the top notch performances that we saw around the league. This past week, let's uh, let's kick it off by talking about a monster game from two-time defending MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. Forty-seven. This guy came through with a forty-seven point performance. Woo! Forty-seven, eleven rebounds, five assists, and a steal uh, in a loss to the Suns. But uh, this guy can really put up some big-time point numbers when uh, his shots fall. For sure. I mean, 0 for 4 from 3, too. So he's just getting inside. Well, that's Giannis's game, right? I mean, he's like one of the most unstoppable players in the league once he gets into the paint. Yeah, I mean, except for Zion. Yeah, absolutely. And we're, we're going to get to that. We can actually do that right now. I mean, Zion, with the game just uh, two nights ago as we record this on, uh, on Valentine's Day, Sunday the 14th, uh, Friday night against the uh, Mavericks, 14 for 15 from the floor. Now that's efficient. Yeah. 
Extremely impressive stuff from young Zion Williamson, 36 points in that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, uh, that's not as many as uh, Zach Levine had uh, just two nights prior. Yeah, um, against Zion, right? It was uh, was against Zion, that's correct. Yeah, I'm just noticing that um, N-O-P, I always think it's pretty funny because it's like nope. That's true. It is like nope. And, yeah, he had 46 points, seven boards, four assists, one block, five turnovers. And, yeah, great game. For sure. Uh, phenomenal stuff uh, in, in that one. Zach Levine uh, went, out, went on a heater in that game. Hit about uh, I think it was six shots in a row that he uh, that, that he knocked down. The uh, Bulls announcers cackling as uh, as he did so. I mean, just making uh, yeah, ma- making making him look real bad as uh, as Zach Levine just uh, just went off as as he can. Nine threes in that game, as as you mentioned, uh, it's a phenomenal total. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you can't do that much better than that as a um, as Zach Levine. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about some of the other uh, real good performances from this week. I mean, we were just discussing uh, Terry Rozier. This guy went off. Yeah, 41 points, seven boards, three assists, one block in um, in one game. And, and then the day before that, he had 34 points, three boards, three st- assists, one. I think it was one steal, not one block. But, um, yeah, great game. Really, really impressive stuff from uh, from Terry Rozier. Uh, this guy can really shoot it. I mean, I, I think you know when I think of Terry Rozier, I'm more thinking of the uh, the guy who left Boston, um, guy who was uh, you know backup uh, re- reserve guard there. I mean, you know, first guy, first guard off the bench, but uh, he's really uh, blossomed into uh, a guy who can really stroke it in uh, in Charlotte. Yeah, for sure, one of their best players, probably. Absolutely. And uh, we got to give love to uh, the guy we've mentioned a bunch on the podcast already, uh, a guy who's uh, really getting it done for these uh, Orlando Magic, really undermanned squad right now. I know they're taking it on the chin in a bunch of these games. but uh, They actually started off the season on the four-game winning streak. They sure did. I mean, they were healthier at that point, but uh, I think you know maybe even playing a little bit over their heads at that, uh, at that time during the season. But Nikola Vucevic. Balling out. I mean, this guy, you know, getting uh, 20 field goal attempts per game, I mean – uh, for you know, in most games uh, in recent days, in the last uh, month or so, and uh, he's been making the most of it. Yeah, I mean, forty-two points, nine boards, four assists, two steals. Forty-two points, and uh, that that was on seventeen out of twenty-two shooting. Uh, yeah, and it's really six good. out of eight from three against the Kings, who have played really well this year. Uh, yeah. in, in a win uh, just two nights ago on the on the twelfth yeah. on Friday. Just need to mention about that one personal foul. Yeah, pretty unfortunate. Yeah, I, I think he was probably pretty upset about that uh, that, that one personal foul. But, uh, yeah, managed to uh, persevere through it. The team uh, didn't get too sidetracked by uh, – By his one personal foul. Yeah, by that one personal <laughs> foul. It was uh, unfortunate to say the least. Uh, Definitely watched that highlight a bunch of times. His personal foul, yeah. Yeah, you gotta, you got to lock in on, on something like that. So we saw a couple of uh, triple doubles this week too. Let's, uh, let's chat about those a little bit. One of those from – the great LeBron James coming through with triple double number ninety seven in his uh, glorious. Career. Almost at hundred. Yeah, it's gonna be great when he gets to hundred. Almost at probably this season. Do you think they'll stop the game when he gets it? Um, I think it's gonna be at a much bigger stop now. Uh, that would be great. I mean, although it would be pretty unusual for. Uh, well, I guess he could get an assist on a buzzer beater. Or a point. Yeah, but it'd be pretty weird if he hadn't hit double digits at, at the buzzer. 
Yeah. It's LeBron James. Or maybe it was like, maybe they like have to do a half game or something. A half game? <laughs> well, that'll be for another episode where we talk about uh, interesting experiments they might run. But uh, yeah, that, so Le- LeBron with his uh, 97th career triple-double. I mean, what, what can you say about this guy? I mean, you know, yeah. a, a huge part of what the Lakers are doing yet again and probably the uh, MVP favorite at this juncture. Yeah, he actually had a steal to win a game. It might have been in that one. And um, that was the Lakers' third win in overtime straight, at least as of that game. Yeah, I mean, uh, su- surprising stuff to say the least. And, uh, you know, you wouldn't expect to be in uh, in, in that position very often. But uh, the but, Lakers coming through and 21-6 and six right now. It all matters about if you win or lose. It doesn't matter how close it is. So. Well said. Well said. The Lakers on a uh, seven-game winning streak right now heading into uh, game – Tonight in uh, Denver against the Nuggets. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a good game for sure. Uh, yeah, it'll be a yeah. I mean, the Nuggets uh, obviously a formidable foe, and uh, all that more, all the more difficult to uh, battle with at the uh, the altitude in, uh, in in Denver. Yeah. Some other uh, real good stuff from this week before we move on. I mean, De'Aaron Fox with a couple of real nice games uh, this week. I mean, getting up over uh, thirty points, thirty six pointer and a thirty four pointer. I mean, contributing across the board as he does. Yeah, I mean, Garen Fox is at a very consistent and good season. For sure. Yeah. Um, you saw Sadiq Bey, my yeah, guy, 30. On, on the Pistons. 30 points, 7 of 7 from 3. He's good. I mean, that that's bopping right there. Yeah, that, he's that, good. That's and 12 boards, yeah. From Sadiq Bey, absolutely. I mean, you, you got to appreciate what you're getting from some of these uh, young Pistons. Uh, Jimmy Butler also coming through with a uh, triple-double this uh, this past week. Eighth career. Not hey, bad. Not not bad at all. Jimmy Double, Jimmy Jimmy Double, <laughs> Jimmy Butler really uh, starting to show that across the board contribution. I mean, just this week, obviously, as I mentioned, uh, that triple double with 27, 10, and ten. On, but also uh, at twenty six, eight, and ten too. Exactly, just uh, two days prior against the Knicks. So uh, I think you know he's going him coming back into form here, rounding back into form is going to be a big part of the uh, the Heat turning their disappointing season thus far around. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they have been have been having a very disappointing season so far, at um, at not tied for nine in the in the East with, at eleven and at eleven and four, 15. Yeah, that's definitely disappointing. I mean, look at some of those records down at the bottom uh, or near the uh, near the eight spot in the uh, in the East. Some some surprising teams for sure. I mean, I, I think you're going to expect to see some moves from. The likes of uh, the Hawks, who are at eleven and fifteen as well right now, the Raptors at twelve and fourteen. It's going to be an interesting battle there at um at the bottom of the bottom of the East. It's going to probably be an interesting um few playing games there. Absolutely, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be exciting to see what teams emerge and uh, you know break further away from the pack at the bottom with the uh, the Pistons, the Wizards, the Cavs, and the Magic. Who are Cavs are definitely to be the four bottom teams. Fall off, and um, the Bulls are in the mix at the top too. Yeah, the Bulls, like, you know, we're waiting to see kind of which way they break here, or, you know, break uh, towards the top or, you know, stay with that pack that's uh, buying for the playoffs or uh, just plummet to the basement. Yep. We shall see. <laughs> I was trying to make a basement joke, but I couldn't think of that. Fair enough. Uh, so, uh, Luca as well with a uh, triple-double this week, uh, yeah. 28, 10, and 10. Also had his career high this week. He sure did. Yeah, I forgot to put that in the notes, but uh, Luca with a with a phenomenal game in that uh, in that, that career high. I believe he had forty six, right? Yeah, career high. Just after he had tied his career high earlier this season, but um, 
Luca, I, I think I still think he's going to get a higher career high than that. Yeah, I mean, it's you know the sky's really the limit for this guy. I mean, still just uh, 21 years old, pretty pretty incredible uh, what he's accomplished already. And I'm about to turn 22 in a couple of days, but uh, yeah, talk a little bit about that uh, that 46 point outburst. Yeah, I mean, great game. Yeah, triple double the game before that, like you said, and um, yeah, 12 assists, 46 points, eight boards. I mean, um, 17 for 30 from the field. So you five for eight from three, seven from nine from the line. So. And, you can't really argue with that. No, I mean, that's a phenomenal production from uh, Luka Doncic, guy who's uh, capable of getting to uh, 30 field goal attempts in a game. You don't see those numbers very often, but uh, Luka's done it a couple of times this year. Yeah, for sure. Obviously capable of getting to a shot whenever uh, yeah, uh, moment demands. Just a couple of games after his 42-point game. All right, so we'll, we'll break away from these uh, terrific games uh, for the week, but let's let's first mention before we do Josh Hart. No, I, I know you uh, caught, caught your eye what uh, what this guy got up to earlier in the week. This was uh, back on the ninth. Josh Hart. Yeah, twenty points, seventeen boards, three assists, one steal, two blocks. I mean, that's like got to be one of his best career games. Absolutely, seventeen points, a career high for uh, Josh Hart. So you mean seven. seventeen boards? Yes, seventeen boards are a career high for Josh Hart. Seventeen points would not be. It wasn't even his career high in this one game where he had twenty points. Yeah, I think he's probably had like 30 or something. Yeah, Josh Hart has uh, – we, we can look that up. But, yeah, J- Josh Hart certainly has gotten up over 20 in the past. But 17 yeah. boards. That's pretty good. Really fantastic for a guy of uh, Josh Hart's size in an NBA game. I mean, this guy's 6'5". Yeah, it actually says he was injured. But um, actually, to get to that injury just quickly here, um, yeah, he has scored 30 points in the game. Um, Mitchell Robinson fractured right hand out to four to six weeks. Yeah, it's a bummer about that. I mean, Mitchell Robinson, obviously a big part of uh, what the Knicks have been putting together this year, yeah. uh, stabilizing presence, and obviously a phenomenal shooter from the uh, from the field. Obviously, not really a shooter, but phenomenal at converting field goal attempts, I should say. Yeah. Uh, very high percentage there. And, uh, yeah, the Knicks will miss him, certainly, over the course of the next few weeks. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you jumped, jumped a little bit ahead on the injuries. Just wanted to also mention Jonas Valanciunas. With a 2020 game, the only one of this past week, 27 points, 20 boards, three assists, uh, stealing a block. That's good stuff from the big man. Yeah, and um, that's gonna wrap it up, I think. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what we got for uh, for this week. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back uh, in uh, in a couple of days with a player specific episode during the week, and uh, back here next week for another uh, weekly wrap-up. Uh, thanks uh, thanks so much for joining us. If you uh, want to get in touch with us uh, between now and then, you can reach us at uh, Barnards on the NBA at uh, gmail.com or Barnards on NBA on Twitter. Bye.